0: Hello and welcome to Belfast High School History Podcast. This is John Wishart and today our topic is Why did Prime Minister Terence O'Neill resign in 69? Prime Minister Terence O'Neill resigned in April 1969. However, he had been in position as Northern Ireland Prime Minister since 1963. He had been appointed Prime Minister at that time and that word appointed is perhaps key to this issue and this story because he was not the most popular choice within the Unionist Party. Grassroots Unionists, well they would want Brian Faulkner to be leader. O'Neill to them appeared aloof. He was aristocratic, he was from an Eton educated background and he certainly didn't seem uh, one of the Ulster Unionist community. He was a Liberal Unionist and that seemed alien to many. From the start, O'Neill alienated the party by some of his actions. He developed powerful enemies and he split the Unionist party. Some of those enemies included Faulkner and Craig and even his own cousin Chichester Clark. Many of them regarded him as a poor and weak leader and they didn't trust him in what he was doing. That lack of trust perhaps developed way back in 1965 when O'Neill didn't explain to his Cabinet that he was going to invite Sean Lamass, the Taoiseach of the Republic of Ireland. This secret started to undermine his leadership. There was obviously clear reasons for keeping that a secret, but certainly many within the party didn't trust him and felt that perhaps he was leading the party towards United Ireland. This would create problems. O'Neill also lacked confidence in the rest of the unionist community. Many of them were dismayed at what they regarded as concessions being made to nationalists. They they regarded these concessions as being, you know, given to nationalists because of either violence or the threat of violence. There was also things like the Five Point Programme, uh, which, you know, um, would have transformed the, uh, you know, the Red Parish franchise, gerrymandering. And certainly a lot of unionists saw that as weakening their position. Things like the Hunt Commission and the Cameron Commission also seemed to point the blame at Unionism. They regarded some of the issues in regards to the Peace and the Hunt um, you know, Commission as well too, as being of concern. The Hunt Commission really wanted the RUC to be disarmed, for example, and there was um, talk about getting rid of the B specials. Many saw this here as a slow, slippery slope towards United Ireland. O'Neill also suffered in the Crossroads election. He hoped after the Crossroads speech, after Berntalic Bridge, that he would be able to bring together all the moderates, moderate Unionists, moderate Nationalists, and that they would vote for him, that they would give him support. In fact, in that election, that did not materialise. He had lots of problems, and the Unionist vote, the OUP vote, began to flag, and that put a lot of pressure onto O'Neill he really felt as if nationalists would actually come out to vote for him. In the end, O'Neill he did have support from nationalists at the very beginning, but they did not come out to vote for him in this election because they felt let down by him. He had promised lots at the very beginning. He had you know, delivered in some reforms, but he had delivered nothing in terms of on housing, on jobs, and on security. And a lot of Catholics really wanted um, these issues sorted out and O'Neill did not seem to be strong enough to push those through. His five-point programme while being welcomed um, it didn't go far enough to be able to assuage nationalist concerns. Also some of the policies that were being developed by the Unionist Party were also clearly provocative. The setting of the University of Korean, for example the um, naming of the new city, Craig Avon, all of these seemed to be the same old unionist policies. There was also lack of trust in the British government. The British government had left Northern Ireland its own devices since partition in 1921. But onto its TV screens came the violence of the Derry March in 1968 and Burntullet Bridge as well too. This horrified the, the, gov- the government in London and many of those felt that O'Neill was not the man Actually, uh, relieved attention in Northern Ireland. Finally, though, the thing that really blew O'Neill out of office was a, a bomb or a set of bombs. And these were at a, at a pipeline, water pipeline, and they were blamed immediately on the IRA. In fact, it was actually the UVF uh, who had actually planted these bombs in the hope that they would be blamed on the IRA. The fact that they are blamed the IRA, well, a lot of people then started to suggest that look what O'Neill has caused. O'Neill has actually led us to the slippery slope where now the IRA is back in contention and um, he had to resign because of this. And O'Neill described that, that bomb as blowing him out of office. He was replaced by one of his, by his own cousin and by one of his um, opponents, which is James Chichester clark So O'Neill as a leader had promised much, he had tried over and over again much to his shock and uh, exasperation at times Um, but he had failed to deliver and he had led Northern Ireland to a lot of uh, tension as well too so despite his best efforts uh, what was to follow would be the Northern Ireland Troubles. Thanks very much for listening.